That's what makes us tough. And we keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah, yeah, yeah! yeah. Detroit, Michigan! Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully a historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Jason Langwell, the executive director of the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Michael and Blagita Botiglierio, the co-founders of Bottles Nation, will be here. Lance Woods and Joe Robinson, co-founders of We Run. And finally, Paulina Pitkowski and Samantha Schechtman, co-owners of Playground Detroit. It's all about Opportunity Detroit, and it's all right now. Detroit, Michigan. Looking so forward to the Rocket Mortgage Classic. What a what a classic it is, and uh, relatively new. Uh, we look forward to it, bigger and better every year, helping out so many people. And now uh, there's a big announcement, uh, another big announcement, and we always welcome the fabulous executive director of the Rocket Mortgage Classic, the one and only Jason Langwell. Jason, Sean, and I are here, and we are just like Prince Charles, all ears. Tell us about this new uh, announcement. Hey, thanks, Paul W. Yeah, we're making some exciting announcements today about our newly created Detroit Community Days presented by DTE Energy. And as I know that you know, we, we spend the majority of our off-season brainstorming with Jay Farner, his team at Rocket Mortgage, and, and all of our key sponsors to find a way to make a bigger impact and provide a better experience to uh, the Detroit community that we serve, and, and, and that's our focus. And we had one of those off-season conversations with our partners at DT Energy, uh, who's been a supporter of our events since the beginning and may already do so much, as I know you know, for Detroiters with their home energy efficiency programs. And, and that conversation led to the creation of Detroit Community Days presented by DT Energy. So we're for the first time, we're going to be offering complimentary admission and parking for the entire Detroit community to all of our special events on Tuesday uh, July 26th and Wednesday, July 27th. And, and those are the first two days of the Rocket Mortgage Classic when all of our fun-filled special events happen. So uh, on Tuesday, uh, we're going to kick things off with our youth clinic uh, presented by the Children's Foundation and then roll right into our award-winning three-hole area 313 celebrity scramble. And then on Wednesday, fans can come back out and enjoy complimentary access to watch uh, our Death of Dental Pro-Am uh, at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. Because as I said, all these, all these events, uh, three of them, are they're fun, they're lighthearted. It's just a great way to see, you know, the best golfers in the world up close. So so the idea here uh, from DT Energy is to celebrate and support the Detroit community, uh, which is what our event's all about, and just provide a no-cost opportunity for anyone from the community who wants to come celebrate our city and enjoy all of our, our events on Tuesday and Wednesday to do so at the Rocket Mortgage Classic. So very, very excited to announce this for the first time. Jason Langwell, this is, uh, this is absolutely one of, your, one of your first goals you ever spoke with us about, one of your uh, overarching goals, making the Rocket Mortgage Classic accessible to all Detroiters and opening the doors with complimentary access to all these one-of-a-kind special events on Tuesday and Wednesday uh, is spectacular. It is uh, you're achieving your goal, and I salute you for having that goal in the first place. 
and then to, to you and DTE Energy for making it a reality. Now, we appreciate that. It's been, as you said, a focus of ours from the get-go. We're here in our, our fourth year, but it's really our, our first, second year, right? We had our, our, a great start in 2019. We had a, a year with no fans in 2020, and then in 2021, um, you know, a little bit of uncertainty kind of heading into it. So we feel like now that we've, we've got our stride, we're able to kind of some, check off some of those things we were hoping to do in year two, which, as I said, this is really our first year two. And so we've got, you know, some amazing events going on. The Area 303 Celebrity Scramble um, is going to be fantastic. That's got our top tour professionals and our local celebrity amateurs that will be coming together in a three-hole scramble out in our famed area at 313. And then, uh, you know, and, and we, it's, those celebrities are unbelievable. We've got Larry Fitzgerald and Jimmy Howard, Dylan Larkin, and Tom Izzo come out, along with our top pros. And, and that youth clinic is special, too. It gives a chance for hundreds of young Detroiters to come out and learn about the game a little bit. And a real fun, you know, atmosphere. And, and then Wednesday is great, too, that Delta Dental Pro-Am. Uh, for those who don't know, you know, the Pro-Am is a professional. And then four amateurs get paired together. And the galleries are a touch smaller those days, so it's really just a great opportunity to come up and get, you know, uh, you see right up along the rope line, right? Every ticket, every opportunity at the Rock Mortgage Classic, you can get a front row seat right up on the ropes. And Beautiful. We're excited to work with DT to be able to do that. Jason, it's such an exciting thing. You know, obviously, as sports guys, we love the golf, and we can't wait to be out there with spin on golf. But the one thing that people need to remember are the things that you're talking about here and the fact that you've raised so much money. I mean, nearly $1.5 million in charitable donations last year, helping to bridge the digital divide. It really is so much more than just a great golf tournament. It really is. And that's what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, that, <clears throat> that is the focus. We're a 5-1-C-3, and that's what we put on, what we put on the Rocket Mortgage Classic each year. That was Gail Gilbert's vision from day one is how do we impact the outcome um, here in the city of Detroit, and and we're doing that through the Rocket Mortgage Classic. And you know, we're <clears throat> when you look at what we've got here in Dan's vision, uh, he wanted to shine a bright, a bright, positive spotlight on the city of Detroit, but he knew how impactful it could be. And so many talented people come together to make that happen. Uh, and so every single ticket sale, every single concession item, when you're buying a drink, when you're buying that merchandise, you're supporting or changing the course initiative, which aims the digital divide and. Excited to make some announcements to how we went from 40% to 60% of digital inclusion in the city. Um, that's great progress in just a few years, but 67% is not 100%. Um, and so we've got a ways to go. And the support like this, we're able to get more Detroiters to come out and experience the event and be able to support our mission to raise dollars to end this digital divide. Not too shabby, too, to realize and remind that the inaugural Area 313 Celebrity Scramble was awarded as the best special event during the PGA Tour's 2018-2019 season. You guys, four years in the making and winning all kinds of awards and, frankly, changing the dynamics of these tournaments for all the other tournaments in America that then took a much closer look as serving the communities they were in that they didn't do, frankly, before you guys started doing this. That's just a fact. I'm not putting them down. I'm pointing out a reality. Yeah, yeah no, it is. And that's that's what we got. I mean, we set on a mission from the get-go. We went out and looked at every single other PGA Tour event. We talked to so many different people um, and then brought back and said, how can we take some of the elements of the best that everyone else is doing and bring it here to Detroit? And Many other PGA Tour events might have one special event. They might have a clinic or something early in the week. 
but we you know found a way and said how can we do things even bigger and better for our community and, and we get those these three special events the pro-am the youth clinic area 313 survey scramble it's just going to be unbelievable in our new date at the end of july where the sun will be shining bright and excited to uh, bring that to the community and, and thanks again to our partners at dt energy for stepping up and making this happen how do how do folks get those tickets again they can go to rocketmortgageclassic.com we'll go on ticket sales shortly after the masters to do that but they can learn and keep track of where we're going um, and the uh, gates will be wide open on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday for all fans to come out and enjoy. Yeah, don't forget that's new. Tuesday, Wednesday, thanks to DTE Energy, it's free for everybody. Everybody has the ability to go and enjoy themselves. So that's all good news. And then for the rest of the information and the rest of the time, uh, you go to rocketmortgageclassic.com. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Paul W. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. We welcome to Opportunity Detroit two guys who are very much interested in running. Lance Woods, born and raised on the west side of Detroit, proud graduate of Northwestern High School, went on to study at Tennessee State University, earning a degree in business administration, a concentration in supply chain management in 2012. Joe Robinson, a lifelong resident of Detroit. Raised on the east side, he graduated from Verndale Public Schools, attended Wayne State University, and by the age of 18, he pursued music, which became his passion. There's something else that is their passion. They are the co-founders of We Run 313, and frankly, in the name is what it is they do. Lance and Joe, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Tell me... Yeah, tell me, Lance, more about yourself and your background other than what I just said. Yeah, um, so born and raised in Detroit, uh, graduated from Northwestern High School, then on to Tennessee State. Um, I found this passion for running uh, in, like, 2015 um, through this Sweaty September initiative that my friend was doing, um, and I was helping him with it. had no idea that I would fall into running as much as I do now, um, but from there... I just started to notice myself getting better at it. And it was that space where it was like just peaceful for me. And then from there, I just kept it up. And um, one thing led to another. People saw that I was uh, doing the same thing that Joe was doing, but I didn't have a group or anything like that. And we came together and um, decided to create the run club. The We Run 313 is, in fact, a social run club that connects like-minded individuals through running to build a healthier and more prosperous community. What more can you tell us about you, Joe? Um, me and Lance's story is very similar, uh, like like eerily similar, uh, with him being on um, the west side of Detroit and me being on the east side of Detroit. A lot of times I look at it as like we were in a parallel universe, right? <laughs> um, two different ends of the spectrum, but it was the same thing. Like, I was running... In, like, 2014, well, I attempted, I'm going to say this, I attempted to start running in 2014 when I was out in Los Angeles for the first time. Didn't go so well. Then in 2015, I came back to Detroit and was, um, I said, okay, let me try this again. So I would, I would just drag anybody I knew that would take my word for it as far as why they should come out and try to run with me. Literally anybody. Um, I did that for about a year, just kind of dragging people outside, cousins, friends, uh, 
people in the music business who I was working with that had nothing to do with running, I would just convince them to come outside and try this. Um, so that happened 2015 and 2016. Then in like 20, early 2016, I started to put together these small groups of like three people, four people. Um, and like I said, they were just anybody I could think of, just anyone, anybody who would come out and run. And, um, and then in 2017, I began to get a little bit more consistent with my efforts. I started to go out and do two miles. Then I started doing two miles like every two or three days or like maybe three to four times a week. Got pretty good at that. And then in 2018, I got really, I got much better. That two miles turned into four miles. That four miles turned into six. You know, and then um, then in 2018, yeah, the end of 2018, a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm going to the Detroit Free Press Marathon. I had heard of this event, but I didn't know that. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know nothing about it. I didn't even, I heard about it, but I didn't know it was a real thing. So long story short, I went and I've been running ever since. I signed up and it's been history ever since. And these guys, uh, Lance Woods and Joe Robinson, got together. And now are the founders of Detroit's premier run club, the largest and fastest growing run club in all of Michigan. They've been featured on the Today Show, Runner's World Magazine, Huffington Post, and uh, elsewhere, the Michigan Chronicle, Detroit Free Press, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you've grown. How many, how many members do you have now, Lance? Yes, yeah, so we track that by our Strava app. Uh, we encourage everybody to come and run with us to to join us on Strava because that's where we can track our improvement and everything. So we have a little bit over seventeen hundred members. Um, that's that's a lot of members. Yeah, it's grown tremendously. I mean, since we since inception, which was May fourth, twenty nineteen. Um, I mean, we'd be lying to you to say that we thought that it would grow the way that it has, but it's it's really just based on. Um, you know, me and Joe's personal backgrounds and then also the community buying into what the need was for Detroit. I mean, Detroit, there's been several articles where we saw where Detroit is labeled the unhappiest and unhealthiest city in America, and we wanted to do what we can to change that. Running was just something that we wanted to share with other people because there were so many things that it was helping us personally with. I mean, you're talking about different things that we would be dealing with at the time and we'll go for a run it feels so much better because at that time it's like okay you clear out everything that you're dealing with and you all you have to do is focus on taking that one step at a time and if you can take the things that you learn from running and apply it to your everyday life it just makes it much easier for you to deal with certain things so i mean the goal for the run club is like other people would experience that they would either be losing weight or um, finding a way to deal with whatever issues that they were dealing with. And then the community that we've been able to develop is, is nonstop encouragement and um, just an authentic space where people can be themselves and they would invite their friends. And it just kept growing and growing. Um, I've always been big on community development, been doing community development work for seven years since I moved back to Detroit. So it's just been a great fit and it's been incredible to see how it's growing and, and, um, just the things that has happened in people's lives. Joe, I'm told that the club 
We Run 313, which, by the way, is the easy way to find them online, WeRun313.com, and certainly on social media as well. But I'm told the club is for runners of all levels, all ages, ethnicities, to build a powerful sense of unity and connectedness while bringing awareness to the physical and mental health benefits of running. So, Joe, I ask you this. As a non-runner, how much do I have to run to be considered a runner? All you have to do is get out there, put on a healthy pair of run shoes, and try your best. That's it. There's no pace. There's no um, distance. There's no medal or certificate that you have to gain. Everybody that comes to We Run 313 is a runner. We have children from the ages of three. Um, We have elders up to 70 years old. No matter the pace, no matter your weight, no matter your race, no matter what time you finish, as long as you get out there, put one foot in front of the other, and do your best, you are a, you are a runner in the eyes of We Run 313. Well, good for you, because I have to tell you, we non-runners, I think I can speak on behalf of many of them, kind of look at runners as a different breed, and we sometimes feel kind of on the outside. For example, yeah. I have never felt bad that I didn't run. And I know you real runners, which Lance Woods and Joe Robinson must be as co-founders of WeRun313.com, you guys actually feel bad if you miss a run. Sometimes you have to be told, no, 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 don't go running out in the lightning because it's dangerous. But you really (laughs) need to run. Yeah. um, I'll give you a living example right now. So I just finished a marathon on Sunday. And um, I'm on, like, a two- to three-week rest. And I literally woke up this morning and, like, put jeans on for the first time in, like, probably since February because we did two training blocks. We started one in January. That took four months. And then in May, I started another four-month training block. So um, not running is – I'm not going to say I, I, I feel bad, but it feels very strange. To right. It feels very strange to wake up Let- let me ask you before I let you go, Lance. How many how many miles do you run a day or a week? Weekly, uh, when I'm not training, eh, I'm anywhere. I, I don't run as much as I should. Uh, I'm anywhere from like 15 to 20 miles a week. Um, and Joe, when I'm not when I'm not training. when you're not training, I got you. Right. And Joe, um, well, I have I've been training for. Man, like I said, since January, I took three weeks off in May to jump right back into training. So um, the, the, the least amount of miles I would run is about 40, 50, and the most is about 67. So it goes... In, in a, wait a minute. In a, in a week? Yes, about 67 miles in a week. Man. All right, folks. Uh, you can learn more at WeRun313.com. WeRun313.com. You just heard from the co-founders. Lance Woods and Joe Robinson. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Next up, Playground Detroit. Have I captured your interest? Well, Paulina Petkoski is a Detroit-based social entrepreneur and small business owner, as well as fashion designer, stylist, and adjunct professor at the College for Creative Studies. She has her BFA in international fashion design from the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. 
and other degrees as well from around the world, including uh, from the Institute of Design in Florence, Italy. After spending several years living in New York City, she returned to Detroit in 2014 to open Playground Detroit. Paulina, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Thank you. I'm here also with my business partner, um, who's also spent time uh, in New York and has also relocated back to Detroit to open I up was never, business. ever going to forget about Samantha. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to give you each an individual introduction so we can try to figure out who's speaking when they speak. But the co-owner of Playground Detroit, Samantha Sheffman, born in New York City, raised in Metro Detroit. Samantha received her Bachelor of Fine Arts in metalsmithing from the College of Creative Studies, College for Creative Studies. In 2009, she began designing jewelry and watches for internationally recognized brands by Betsy Johnson, Gwen Stefani, Henri Bendel, and more. Do you like that little special French, Henri Bendel? Oh, yeah, we. Just so you know, I sat on a train ride next to Betsy Johnson many, many years ago. Oh, my God. How much of a trip is Betsy? Her energy is incredible. Well, you have to understand, as a a young guy uh, traveling, I think, I I don't know where I was coming from, Toronto to Detroit, I can't remember, but I was on the the train, and this very colorful woman was in the inside seat. I sat (laughs) down next to her. I really didn't know who she was until we had a conversation and finally figured out that only Betsy Johnson could get away with, I think she had various colors in her hair uh, long before it was popular to do so. She, That's awesome. She was a uh, very creative person, as are you, Samantha, and are you, uh, hey. as are you, Paulina. How did the two of you get together to come up with Playground Detroit? Paulina, you start us. Sure. Um, well, actually, Samantha and I know each other uh, in high school, and we were just looking at some scholastic awards the other day that we both uh, achieved high honors in, so we've always been um, creative ourselves. And when I was living in New York, uh, Samantha relocated there as well, and we reconnected over um, really the idea about sharing Detroit artists and the creative talent that's in the city with a larger audience. Um, and really, New York is like the center of the world for that. So uh, we started doing exhibitions, events, and started an online blog to share all of this um, amazing stuff that's happening in Detroit. I was uh, sentenced to New York myself uh, for five years. <laughs> um, and being, being from Monroe, Michigan, you know, it was a shock. Being from a, sure. a, a small town where you had grass and trees and a single house and, and you could drive a car, uh, finding myself on the 40th floor of an apartment on 57th between 8th and 9th, and, oh, wow. and finding out that I couldn't afford to keep a car parked in a garage for back then in the 80s, <laughs> 600 bucks a month, it was quite an experience. But um, how have you found being born in Detroit relocating to New York City, and now being back in Detroit. Tell me about your experience with that, Samantha. Um, I actually did that backwards. I was born in You were in born York in New City. York. You were born yeah. in New York. Right, right. Yeah, so to me, that was that was always the plan to go back, and um, that was always kind of a second home for me, and I lived for that 
hustle and bustle and activity. I mean, even as a kid from like 6.30 in the morning until 8 o'clock at night, my, I had like a packed schedule. And I think that was just because I, I love that high energy that New York offers and the so the the wide array of options and arts and culture and music and so on and so forth. But Detroit has something so unique in its community, the way that people communicate with each other, support each other, seek each other out, not just for anything that they might need, but to support one another. And that sense of community is is really unique here. And that is what drew me back. And it drew me really to focus on Playground Detroit with Paulina. I, having roots here, even after putting on so many exhibitions, concerts, screenings in Manhattan and Brooklyn. I, I don't think I've ever heard of somebody saying that their company, in this case, Playground Detroit, Paulina Pitkowski and uh, Samantha Sheffman, was an art gallery and a creative talent agency. That's quite a combination. Sure, but, you know, the interesting... I mean, I think a lot of of gallery directors and companies, they, they do work as hard as we do to find unique job opportunities for their artists. You know, maybe those are commissions for commercial locations, But the one niche that we have that is unusual to a gallery is that we also work with musicians and writers and photographers. So we have the digital magazine now where we can uplift a lot of those uh, types of, of, you know, spaces for writers and and musicians to release music and so forth. But then it also highlights them so that we can help them get books for other gigs and jobs. So that is the difference in us being a, we're not exactly, we're not really a standard gallery. That's a component of what we do. And I understand in your philosophy, you consider artists as professionals engage your success by the successes of those you work with, which is comforting for those that are looking for that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we've worked with hundreds of artists and um, it's really encouraging and makes the hard work worthwhile when we see, um, you know, artists who have their first solo exhibitions at our gallery, you know, really start to um, get a lot more attention and continue to evolve in their careers. Um, We've really had the pleasure for, you know, now we've started this in 2012. So a lot of the artists that we're seeing, you know, really um, come to light, like, uh, you know, Chiefy McFly, Ellen, uh, Ellen Rutt, Brianne White. I mean, there's so many artists that I could name, but, you know, we've, we've known them and we've watched their careers grow for years now. And, and does the creative talent agency end of it come with you representing them as they grow? Um, so basically, as a creative talent agency, we work with a lot of other clients um, that could be organizations or um, corporate clients. Like we work with the Downtown Detroit Partnership. Right now we have an outdoor public art installation at the DTE Beacon Park downtown where there's public artwork available People can go walk and, um, you know, experience that outside right now. And so it really just depends on um, what projects come our way and how we can place Detroit artists um, in, you know, office buildings or in event activations. Um, there's so many ways that artists can be put to work, and we really explore all of those. And so the, the key here is that Playground Detroit brings people uh, and other businesses together. That's key. Absolutely. 
See, now, I didn't know which one of you I should ask that question. I'm so happy you both answered, and at exactly the same time, and with the same answer, by the way. We're taking, we're taking this show on the road, I'm telling you. We are, we're very good at it. I, well, Usually listen. we show up wearing a matching somehow outfit. Or Seriously? Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> they look fun, yeah. We've, like, since the day we started hanging out in New York, it was... It was hilarious. It was never, ever planned, and and now it's just kind of expected. We're pretty much that in tune. Thank you, Paulina. Thank you, Samantha, very much. We appreciate it. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Next up on Opportunity Detroit, an interesting couple who come to us as the co-founders of Bottles Nation. I don't I don't know what that is, but I'm about to find out from Michael Botoliero, who grew up in a traditional Italian-American household on the south side of Chicago with earliest memories of wine involving a bottle of Chianti on the family table. After high school, Michael had an eight-year career in the U.S. Navy. Thank you for your service. Three in active service, five years as a reservist. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit, Michael. Hey, thank you for having us. We also have Michael's partner, uh, proud to be among the women who helped build the web, a child of parents who immigrated in the 60s, naturally inquisitive and passionate, two traits which have served her well as she's explored and become an expert in the digital space. If you give her a computer and a couple of hours, she can she can and will figure everything out. I could use her and her services. Uh, and this is all the while, from what I'm told, blasting 90s music in her headphones, she being Blagitza Botoliero. Hi, Bla- Hi Paul. Hi, Blagitza. And I'm going to guess you're not brother and sister. I'm going to guess your husband and wife. <laughs> That's we correct. are. You never know anymore. You never know. All right. Well, I'm glad to have you both here. And I really would like to know what Bottles Nation is, just as a beginning. What is it? What does it do? And uh, who feels like going first? Uh, nice. I'll take this one. Uh, Michael, so Bottles Nation. Right. Yes. Uh, Bottles Nation is all about celebrating uh, things in a bottle. Uh, it's meant for friends, family, coworkers, and recently we've been bringing everyone together for private virtual tasting events, uh, wine, whiskey, beer, and cocktails. Anything that goes in a bottle, and you are doing, uh, even in these pandemic times, safe little tastings, I guess, private little tastings. Yes. Uh, so we went 100% virtual, and uh, I we, we decided to make this move. I've, we've had this business going for uh, over 10 years, and most of that was, almost all of it was face-to-face. Uh, of course, the pandemic hit and things kind of changed. Well, how has it changed? I was, I, I, well, yeah, go ahead, uh, Blagitza. Yes, yeah, so um, I was consulting at the time, so I ran a digital consultancy for quite some time, and actually Bottles Nation was in a way a client. And when the pandemic hit, all of you know, Michael's events and client events stopped, and a lot of my client work was also in limbo. And so we thought, okay, what can we do? What should we do? And we looked at the possibility of converting Bottles Nation into a virtual company. But having come, kind of you know, grown up post-college in the startup tech scene in Chicago, I knew, okay, we have to go head down with this and I have to put all the focus on it. So I applied for a very small PPP loan through the consultancy. 
and that was able to come through. And during that time, I just buried myself in our home office, and I built the virtual background and mechanism to convert Bottles Nation from what was a really successful in-person nationwide type of activity virtually. And uh, since last spring, summer, we've been at the races, and I officially came on as co-founder. I stopped consulting and have been working with the business full on 100%. How did how did moving your business to the city of Detroit uh, add to the equation? Oh, that's a great great one. So as you know and mentioned, Michael and I are hitched. He is my husband, and I love him dearly. We have been coming to Detroit back and forth um, from Chicago since we've been together. Um, I moved to Chicago after college, so we were coming home quite a bit to see all my family. It's still here. My sister, my parents are here. High school friends are here. So we've kind of been you know multi city folks, if you will. And around that time, we just always kept track of the amazing food and beverage industry that's been popping out of Detroit. You know, I am an auto baby. Um, I interned for GM, and I worked in some capacity. I worked with Corvette Quarterly, and I worked at McCann Erickson, all about cars growing up when I was in college. And we were both so um, set back and surprised over the years with how the food and beverage scene was really coming on up. And as we contemplated a move with the pandemic, to be closer to family, it was actually Michael who uh, who had thought about changing things up and moving to Detroit. And yes, so uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I'm just I'm glad you started. Go ahead. Oh yeah. So me being a Chicago born and raised guy, um, and coming to Detroit, uh, I just saw so much activity happening here. It reminded me of Chicago just a few years back with the food scene, with the beverage scene, uh, with the tech scene. And uh, just being closer to family and being involved with all of this now, it seemed like just a natural fit for Bottles Nation. And the, and I understand that the company has experienced tremendous growth since converting to online mm-hmm. events. But but uh, I'll I'll go with you, uh, Gates. So how do how do you do online events that that entail wine tastings and parties and all of that? We have it down to a science, Paul. Let me tell you, we are so proud of the processes we built. So depending on what you choose to partake in, and by the way, um, for folks listening, it's also mocktails. So if you're not, you know, if you don't drink alcohol, you can still partake in a Bottles Nation event. We send out what's called mocktails. When you book on our website, you pick your date and time, and we actually get the goods shipped right to the guest's home. We're able to work with our partners to get the wine, craft beer, cocktails sent to the home. And um, there's a certain date and time where we send a Zoom link, or if the client has another type of streaming link, that's fine too. And they hop on with one of our amazing, amazing experts, a sommelier for wine, Cicerone for craft beer, um, a mixologist for cocktails. And it's about an hour. The events run an hour, and we walk you through the different types and styles of the grapes or the styles of the beer. And if folks are you know, curious, we actually have a great video on the site that gives you a sneak peek into what does a tasting look like. And it's an interactive two-week conversation. It's not a lecture. This isn't a college hall. It is a fun way to connect with family and friends and coworkers virtually during this time. It sounds, it, it sounds I'm making this, I'm simplifying, it sounds like one-stop safe partying. It is indeed, to be <laughs> honest. You know, no one needs to drive and we bring it to you. And uh, we track it for you as well. We let you know what's going on with the shipment. It's really a one-stop shop. 
But we also know, and you know, God willing, you know, things are going to change this summer uh, with the, the pandemic, and we can be out and about again. And uh, we will continue doing the virtual component of the business, but we do plan on having our experts, um, all the experts Michael vetted and chose who are on the team, we will work to enable folks to be in person again. So we'll so, be able to send out experts to your home. So does that, but that, okay, so it's the plan, at least right now, is mm-hmm. not for people to be actually coming to your headquarters uh, inside Bamboo, Detroit, at 1420 Washington Boulevard. Correct. It, that, correct. That, that, that okay. is correct. Okay. So I, I just but you can wave. You can wave from the street, and we'll say hello. We're there. You can say hello to us. <laughs> There's no event. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. Uh, all right. Now, I have to say, Blagitsa, uh, uh, you uh, just educated me. I love learning new things, and maybe I'm the last person to... Uh, just learn this. I certainly know of sommeliers. I am very aware. I'm certainly aware of mixologists. Probably I heard that longer ago when that's what the fancy name for bartenders, mixologists. I have never heard the the term Cicerones regarding apparently their expertise in craft beer, Michael? Yes, uh, this is something that's uh, kind of more recent than sommeliers. But these are the sommeliers of beer. These are people who can tell you exactly how beer is made from start to finish. Uh, everything about the differences between draft beer to canned beer to bottled beer and every single style therein. We have uh, ex-Cicerones, uh, advanced Cicerones on the team who have tried basically every single beer that's out there on the shelf. Wow, that's fascinating. Uh, you go to BottlesNation.com. You can follow them at BottlesNation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, why not uh, Why not start with their St. Patrick's Day party? Go online, BottlesNation.com, get all the details. And thank you to Michael and Blagitsa Botoliero for uh, being the co-founders of Bottles Nation, for choosing Detroit, and for letting us know all about it on Opportunity Detroit. Thank you, Michael and Blagitsa. Thank you. It was a thank pleasure. You, thank you for having us. It's our pleasure learning about Bottles Nation on WJR.